0: matters with me your host Jerry Lynch and today's very special guest Jennifer Barry possibly best known for her exceptional role as the very funny Siobhan Walsh on Young Offenders. You're very welcome to the podcast Jane.
1: Thanks a million for having me oh my god I'm so excited. It's
0: so <laughs> nice to talk to you I really appreciate you giving up your time. How's life? How's everything going in the current climate?
1: Uh, sure look we're making the best out of a bad situation I suppose you know yourself like it's obviously tough for everyone but um, just to keep on trucking I suppose that's all we can do
0: yeah well said and have studies and work and and acting in bits and pieces obviously all kind of come to a, a halt
1: yeah it's, it's weird it's weird not having a kind of normal routine but um I suppose we're making a new routine out of this so it's a new normal as everyone's saying which is kind of true yeah
0: yeah are you currently studying as well as, as acting and everything else
1: yeah yeah so I was actually I actually took a gap year just the year gone um and I won't be studying I'm going to college now next year I'm going to UCC to study Earth. But at the moment, because college isn't starting for a while, I'm actually doing a PT course become a personal trainer and fitness instructor with Image. And as well as that, I'm also doing a teaching diploma in speech and drama to become a drama teacher as well, just to have a backup plan, you know, because you never know with acting. It's the most kind of pick and mix job ever. So it's really important to just have that little bit of a backup plan.
0: It's a busy schedule. So that's great. And has there always been either interest or experience or maybe mum and dad involved or family members involved in acting and all that? Or how did the acting kick off day one, yes. I suppose, for you? No, I don't
1: think anyone in my family is actually <laughs> anyway. Like talented in that kind of area, like they're all really like academic and stuff. Like my mom's like um, a doctor for like mouth cancer, and like my dad was like a, a jaw surgeon. And like I have loads of brothers and sisters, and they're all either like bankers or like they've studied medicine, like they're pharmacists. And then I'm gonna hear like hello, like you know, like coming out the womb with like three, three, one on my leading cert like second, barely scraping a pass and everything. But um, yeah, no, trust me at the moment uh, doing acting and stuff, so it's grand.
0: That's amazing. And ha- have you had some decent kind of characters and involved with, with big projects? I assume maybe Young Offenders was, was up there at, at the peak of it.
1: Yeah, Young Offenders is huge. Like that was my first role. And like I was 16 when I got it. Like, I was 16 when I got the role of Sean. I was in T.Y. Like it's mad. And um, then even the year, I, the year following that, I did a national tour of uh, Lisa McGee who wrote, who wrote Derry Girls. Um, I actually did one of her plays as one of the other Derry Girls, Jamie Lee, who plays Michelle. I don't know if you oh, watched yeah, it. Then, I it yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually did one of her plays, and I, tur- I toured around Ireland and stuff, and that was mad, and um, since then, like, I've been signed with an agency in LA and London, just oh, doing well, like, auditions awesome. and stuff. I don't know, it's just been really, really weird. Like, just been a mad, totally unbelievable experience, like.
0: How did you find the balance between studying, yeah. plus the extra kind of courses and bits and pieces you've got going on, with particularly the role in, in Young Offenders and, and the, the kind of maybe stress it stresses and pressures and, and the demands that, that came with that role, like?
1: Yeah, it was just terrible, to be honest. Um, <laughs> like My ability to balance both, it definitely is something that I needed help with, like in school and stuff, because I missed, I don't know, in fifth year, I only missed a month, I think, but this year, because we started filming like literally in April, and I was out then for like a month beforehand doing rehearsals and stuff, so I say I missed, and I was sick as well, but i will get to that later. I think I missed a total of like, three or four months like in total which is just mad and there wasn't any like thankfully I was only in TY when they did the first series but like for series two and three last year I was in sixth year and they don't actually have we actually had a tutor we did have a tutor uh, for series one going into fifth year because obviously fifth years I started leaving their course and stuff but then for the leading set, we actually didn't have any tutors. So for some reason, I don't know, they must have missed out in that in the budgeting or something. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, we actually didn't have a chance. So myself and Demi were kind of like script in one hand, ag science books in the other, just trying to balance it both. But um, it was tough. It was tough.
0: Were you two of possibly the youngest and set?
1: Yeah, I was the youngest. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: There was a character, do you remember, I don't know if you watched it, Gavin Madigan? Was, oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was younger than me he was only 17 so it was nice not being the real baby but like in terms of like the main casting crew I was the youngest for the entire three years so
0: I assume there was reaction kind of amongst peers in the classroom and the corridors both kind of when it kind of took off first and and obviously with all its success today.
1: Yeah, like, mad. Like, no one could believe it. Like, I'm from West Cork, like, I'm from Kilberton. It's a tiny, like, well, it's a huge parish, but small village. And then, like, the school I go to, there's only, like, 600 people. It's not that big. And just for someone to get a role in a show that big, so young, it's just so mad. Um, but everyone, like, all my friends and stuff are so, so supportive. Like, even to this day now, like, they're so, so kind and stuff. But, of course, you're going to have the people, a couple of sour bitches that are kind of, like, <laughs> trying to bring you down a small bit. Sorry to know if I'm allowed like, swear on this podcast, but like <laughs> okay, okay. But um definitely a mixed bag.
0: Really, yeah, uh, would you would you experience jealousy and, and, and mourning?
1: Yeah, and like there were a couple of teachers, I suppose, who weren't it's not that they weren't in support of it, but they were kind of like they were so fixated on their own subject and teaching that class that like when I wasn't able to perform well in tests and stuff, they kind of used that as an excuse to kind of bring me down, which is terrible because that's what I want to do and like if they're listening, they know who they are, so I won't go naming names.
0: <laughs> no, no, we won't. So it seems like you cope pretty well, maybe, like, with not full support of some teachers. And then, like, between the peers, I suppose, like, any person that, that gains some success, be it, be it on stage or on camera or in sporting wise, there's positive and negative kind of feedback comes in then, like, so. Did you have the capacity to cope with that yourself? Do you
1: mean, like, in school now or just in general? or
0: Either or, I suppose. I mean, you're going to have... Every student, every female of your age is going to have certain issues and, and stresses and bits of anxiety around certain topics anyway. And then throwing the fame and, and everything that came with the role and the show, like it must have been really pressurizing and, and stressful at times.
1: It actually, it was very, but um, thankfully I, there was a couple of teachers in my school and like we, I had my tutor and Miss smells her name she was so so nice like she brought me in every week made sure that i was doing okay like asking was there anything i needed a hand with got me the extra work that i was missing out on and there was also a couple of teachers that were just really like wanting to help me like they gave up their own lunches and stuff to work with me and so i could catch up and just have a chat with me in general like the school chaplain as well like there were people there that like just really really helped me and like really lifted me up and you know you can give out about the bad ones but, like that didn't do anything but like it's the ones that really helped you that I love to focus on and they were just so so kind
0: yeah and I suppose as you say then you like you don't forget it in a hurry like that that means so much to, to keep your education on track and maybe even away from education maybe a different voice offset or a different voice from the from the yeah. gang at home someone else to talk to like it's so important obviously to, to talk
1: yeah exactly and as well like I'm just so normal like I like every day I wake up and I'm like did that actually happen? do you know what I mean? It, it just yeah. doesn't seem real. And my boyfriend will always say to me, He's like, You know, you realize you're actually big, and I'm just like, No, I'm not. Just don't make, I'm like, Shut up, just don't say that. Like, I'm not, I'm yeah, so yeah. in denial about it still. And it's when I get kind of when I realize sometimes I'm like, Whoa, this is actually kind of big. I'm like, Okay, who, do, who can I talk to? Just bring me down again and just keep me grounded, basically. So they yeah. were there for me for that. So that was really important, I think.
0: yeah, that's really impressive. And, and do you want to be that? Of course, you want to be grounded and not carried away with anything but I suppose the the fame and the popularity do you do like it do you enjoy it do you is it too much at times
1: I don't know it's just so unbelievable still like even right now when I'm trying to express in words how it feels like I personally don't enjoy it as much as other people I think like it's grand I kind of like to be left alone with my friends and stuff even on nights out or when I'm in town and stuff Like for instance, there was one day there back in like January, I think I was walking through Brian Thomas and like it was just after series two. So like people were on their toes, you know, they recognised me straight away. Yeah. And I remember feeling so panicked because I could feel like every single eye in Brian Thomas, like I know Brian Thomas isn't that big. I'm describing it as if it's like in New York, but like you can feel eyes on you all the time. And both on social media and in real life. And that is, it's a challenge in itself, you know, daily. And I'm not, I'm not giving out about it. I'm not complaining, like, oh, poor me, because it's, it's amazing. I'm so lucky. But at the same time, it is something I'm always aware of, and it can be exhausting at times. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd say it was tough, yeah. And away then from kind of social setting, as you just t- touched on, and, and the corridors and the classrooms of school, can you talk to us a little bit then about life on set, but under the same kind of umbrella of scheduling, demands, pressure... And, like, of course, then, like, what's just coming to me now is that you're interacting with, with, like, other stars and other big profiles as well. You know, it must be a, particularly at the start, it must be a very kind of unique and, and almost strange experience.
1: Yeah. When I was 16, I saw it as, like, a summer camp, to be honest.
0: Because
1: <laughs> yeah. we were so young. Like, myself and Jenny, we were only 16. I as I was like, keep saying. And we had our, actually, like, our own people with us all the time. We had, like, I suppose bodyguards, we called them and um, Derek annoyed like we had our own person assigned to us to look after us and like what like we could not go anywhere without them if we wanted to go to shop they'd come with us they'd have to come in with us if we wanted to go to the bathroom they'd have to wait outside for us to go to the bathroom and then they'd follow us everywhere so that was just so weird so exciting and um, and then once I kind of realized like I didn't realize that they were actually there to stay for the entire time and I was kind of like why are these people following us like it's really weird and I was told them that they were actually there to protect us so me and Demi were kind of trying to mess around and stuff with them like play a bit of a hide-and-seek kind of game like we try to run away from and <laughs> stuff just to take the piss but um yeah it was it's weird it was weird it like and um, you you get up at 5am 4am every single day you're not home till like like I wasn't home most nights until like nine o'clock and it's like that every single day so it is really really exhausting and, yeah, even, and you kind of forget that while you're there from 4 a.m., from the moment you get picked up to the moment you're dropped home, you're working. You're working. You're, it's like an office job, but on set. And the people you work with, you become so close to them, but at the same time, you're, you're still in a professional capacity. You know, you can't be messing about too much. Like, I remember I got in so much trouble one day with the director because me and PJ, PJ Gallagher, oh, my God, he literally makes me laugh all the time. And I literally wet myself laughing at him. And I just remember one day, <laughs> Peter comes over, he's like, Jennifer, do you mind just like doing your job? And I was kind of then, I copped on, I was like, okay, this is actually it's
0: a big deal. Yeah, this
1: is actually a job I need to kind of cop on. But um, yeah, there are a lot of pressures, and it's just, you're not acting all day, but like you, you are in the role of, of an actor all day, and that, that's a job in itself. It was tiring, yeah.
0: Very interesting. And when you mentioned the bodyguards, there has the production team put these guys in place for your welfare and your well-being, or is it for the well-being of the project that nothing happens to you, or have they put these guys in place so that you're literally safe and well throughout the day?
1: They were set drivers, they, like as well as being our like bodyguards. I don't. I hate calling them that because they weren't. They were just like our kind of mentors. You know what I mean? Like they were set drivers as well. They were there anyway. Um, but because myself and Demi were under the age of 18 and like with the child regulations policy and stuff in Ireland, obviously they had to have people in there just to look after us and just to make sure we were okay. So no, they were there just to, for our own welfare really. As well as being there to drive the cast and stuff around, they were there for us. Yeah, they
0: were there like for the right reasons as such, just to, just to make sure that they're that safe and well.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: that's uh, really interesting and then did you find as I say we touched on it slightly earlier but we were kind of chatting about school and, and study life then but have you experienced extra supports in place for kind of young actors and actresses from your own experience to help cope with all the like fame and and especially social media you know and maybe trolls and all that and as, I suppose like a recent example is is Caroline Flack with the Love Island team and, and the, the tragic ending there like or even when that news broke and stuff, was was there a reaction from your own production team or anything like that?
1: No, not that I know of anyway, for us. Like we have Shane Casey, who plays Billy Murphy, and Orla who plays my mom, like they'd be hugely protective of myself and Demi. So they're all and Hillary as well, who played like all of them to be honest. They're all because myself and Demi are so young they are very protective of us and they'll always be texting us to like check up on us and stuff and make sure that what we're doing on social media is okay and like just having a look. They're not monitoring us but they just want to make sure that we're safe because we're so fresh into this and the world is a very scary place. We're in the public eye all the time now so they wanted to make sure that we're okay but there wasn't actually support put in for us.
0: Do you feel that's an issue?
1: Yeah to be honest same idea. I do like I haven't thought about it before but since you put it into those words it's kind of sparked a spark thought on me um, yeah it, there's, it definitely should be there it's something that isn't like I don't know yeah it should be there and it's, it's weird that it isn't I thought it would be I suppose there isn't that many young actors in Ireland like there isn't that many productions in Ireland that use kids so young
0: true yeah
1: so oh, maybe they felt that they they didn't have to be, but I think it definitely is something that each production should look into if they if they have young actors as young as yep. myself, but anywhere.
0: Yeah, very well said. I agree. I just feel particularly like with social media and, and technically there's no um, uh, regulation or control about what can be said, what can't be said. Like if something shows up on your own profile, on Jen's profile. Grand. if it's deleted five minutes later, but you'll see it, you know, and it only takes it to read it once to, you know, a negative comment or, or anything at all negative, like it only, you know, eh, excuse me, you only need to see it once and it's super impactful, like, you know.
1: Oh, as in, yeah, like, I remember, like, this is only a couple of weeks ago, like, I put up a tweet just telling people to try to stay home because I made the stupid mistake of going out to a party. This is before the lockdown started now, but like, I made the stupid mistake when kind of the coronavirus was coming something more serious. And I just tweeted about it and I was like, look, I made the mistake. I don't want other people making the mistake like I did. Please stay home. And I remember I have some of the comments here posted about me on, because obviously the sun, all the mirror, they love, they feed off this kind of stuff. They love it. So they wrote posts about it. I was living in fear and stuff of my family contracting it. And like some of the comments were just horrific. Like they said, her parents raised a gobshite. She is not nine. She is 19. So responsible for what she's done. What a selfish little girl. It's her own fault now. She has herself to blame. She could e- end up killing some of her family. Let's hope he- she gets the coronavirus. Little bitch deserves it. Like, they were the kind of...
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah. And what would you say? Is that national newspapers?
1: No, they were the comments underneath. So they were some of the stuff that I read. And, like, I kind of have always been a person to, like, oh, laugh it off. It's grand. It doesn't matter. But, like... My family even noticed that once I read those comments I just went in on myself and I was I just remember feeling so I felt sick in my stomach all day like I literally even now I'm talking about my, my palms are sweaty like because it's it people don't realize how how horrible that is to be to be on the receiving end and you know they're the exact same people then that would be like oh it's really important to be kind like poor Caroline you know all that stuff like no you're literally just as bad it's by saying this publicly online you're shaming a person it is online bullying like it's just horrific they don't realize that one comment is enough to be counted as online bullying it was really hard to receive
0: yeah you're dead really right what you're saying jesus i'm sorry that you had to experience some of that but yeah as you say like it, they are the same people that would probably ask you for a photograph on the street then as well which is yeah. just so hypocritical and so ironic
1: yeah
0: I, I just feel as i say with no regulation and like that's why, why i am surprised and I, and I know from your from your very genuine response that It kind of triggered as you say in your own mind there that the fact that there wasn't a very obvious course of support for all the team in particular yourself and and the younger members of the cast it's um it's kind of surprising isn't it in like 2020
1: yeah hugely like i wouldn't blame the production because obviously the production the young family production was just brilliant like every single person did their best job they were amazing it wouldn't be them that i would be looking at like it's more just overall tv production in ireland as a whole, film and TV production in Ireland as a whole, it's something that just should be considered really. Yeah, it it wouldn't be the one production. It's it's not, you can't go pointing fingers at the one production, but just overall as a whole, they really should and should have take that into consideration, that there are young actors who are now being exposed nationally and internationally. Like obviously that's gonna come with hate and obviously that's gonna be really hard to deal with mentally and there's no support there for them. So, it can, it can feck you up, like, it can affect you. you see, you know, you see, like, child doctors before that have just gone mad, they've become addicted to drugs, you know, they've committed suicide, there's all these things, and it's because the support wasn't there for them.
0: Uh, I 100% agree, yeah, well said. And Jen, do you ever feel particularly more so, and not to dwell on them, but maybe those kind of lower days, or, or when you're not having a great day, does the balance or imbalance ever enter your head of the highs of career progression and the experience of being on Young Offenders and everything great that came with it versus having to deal with this in that you may not have to deal with it if you weren't who you are in that in that role you know
1: every day every day yeah
0: have you coping mechanisms and and, and, and uh, strategies to, to turn it back into a positive and get get on with your day in, in a good headspace again
1: um I haven't myself kind of found that way to twist it into a positive because I suppose now even with the success of normal people, you know, brilliant show, like amazing cast and stuff, like seeing how well they're doing and then you're kind of like, okay, here I am, I'm 19, I am haven't gone to drama school, yeah, I have agents, I haven't secured a role yet since Young Offenders, that's only going to be going on for so long, like you kind of start to get into a panic about it, you're like, oh my god, I don't even want to do this because like everyone knows who I am now and as well, I'm never going to get a job again, like it's just, it can really spiral, so I just kind of tell my friends and my family how I'm feeling if I feel like that and they're like Jennifer you're literally 19 this isn't something you have to worry about now time is on your side you have so much time to think about this and you have so much time for things to happen like I suppose it's just important to remember like grab every opportunity you get as it comes but don't worry about the opportunities that aren't there yet I suppose that's the way I kind of turn it into a positive
0: Excellent, yes. very well Sounds it's good advice. And I suppose then following on then from your role in Young Offenders and now you've this amazing profile in Ireland and further afield like, so using that platform then, that profile and that platform and I suppose kind of your newfound audience and, and the reach and, and followers on social media and everything, recently earlier this year you decided to kind of spread a certain message and, and as I say use that platform to try and get certain type of content out to your to your reach and your followers can you talk to us a little bit about that
1: yeah I myself suffered with mental illnesses like I was diagnosed with depression you know all that crack and I still suffer from anxiety but I just noticed on social media that there was no there, there was very few pages that just bred social media in a normal way in a positive just a normal way like everywhere on social media now you're expected to look your best act your best seem your best it's such a false image of every person, you know, it's just not real. So I was just kind of like, look, I have so many followers that I don't know what to do with because they only followed me for young offender pictures. Young offenders is over. What do (laughs) I do with them? Like, I didn't know. So I was just like, I might as well just turn it into something good and try and make some bit of a difference. So now I just post, yeah, I just talk about, you know, self care, body positivity, you know, mental health, I just try to normalise everything a small bit more and spread that awareness on social media, I suppose. I suppose that's what I'm kind of doing. And just having the crack as well, because like people just try to be so serious. It's actually draining thinking about it. Like they just try to be so serious on social media. And it's just, yes, it's important to talk about your serious topics, but as well, like, you know, we need to have fun with this. We're not there to look like absolutely super smart, super hot super amazing people you know it's it should be there to just have a bit of crack with while spreading good messages
0: it's excellent it's a great approach to social media and and a super approach to to using and and kind of making the most of that reach and audience that you now have you know Mm -hmm. and as you say there like I remember back on social media when you said kind of as well as our teachers lecturers parents and doctors that it's also nice to listen to someone new a young person with kind of fresh ideas and advice and kind of more modern conversation which I absolutely love did you need to create that for yourself before sharing it or or did it kind of come naturally to you that there was a bit of a gap in the market here for this kind of content
1: I suppose influential people on social media now they're only influential for makeup clothes just lifestyle content it isn't and even then it's kind of a false sense of it so, and that's not pointing the finger at anyone either. Like, I, I follow so many of those pages and I love them. They're brilliant. But I did see a bit of a gap, yeah, because I think it was my niche from the very start. But as well as that, it was very noticeable that there wasn't enough people doing it. So I knew that, yeah, it was kind of an opportunity for the young and old people. And just to, yeah, just to kind of hopefully grab onto what I was saying and stuff. So...
0: Steve, have you had decent, decent
1: feedback and interaction? Mad, yeah. I get so many messages every day from people all over the world just saying that they are glad that they found a page like this and that it relates to them so much. And that's a, and that, that's a kind of a, a message in itself, you know? Like, it's taken this long, I suppose, for pages like this to come about.
0: Mm.
1: Like, that's mad. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just happy that I'm there now. And, like, I have to understand as well, I have to remember... Remind myself some days that like yes, okay, I have this page and I do talk about much, much my personal life on it, but my personal life is very still very private, you know. And if I'm having a good day, of course I'll let people know. If I'm having a bad day, it's really important to let people know that as well, though, because it's totally okay to have the good and bad days.
0: Very well said. And you've used the word kind of relatable a few times. I think that's the key to any kind of connection or relationship between content and kind of viewer or in this case listener or whatever it might be. Like if it's not relatable. People are gonna lose interest very, very soon and very quick. And I feel kind of to touch on what you just said about the like the influencer market and it's just makeup and clothes and whatever. But it like there's so much filtering going on and, and whatever it, else, magic tricks they can do to the it's it's absolutely like, it's one hundred percent unrelatable. Like we don't look like that, we don't that's you know?
1: it. Clothing pages and stuff and like there's people that are like, Oh, fitness influencers and stuff. Yeah, that's grand, you're a fitness influencer, but like not everyone is a size two, you know. Mm. Like, you can be fit and healthy and not be a size two. That's, what, that's one message I love. I'm really trying to promote as well at the moment. Even, do you know the way people will always search like for workout videos and stuff online? And, like, the people doing the workout videos are usually tiny and really, like, minuscule waists, like, huge boobs, like, class ass. Like, I don't have huge boobs and a class ass. Just to, <laughs> just to let you know, Jerry, I don't have you. But, like, no, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just really, really, and it's really disheartening to see that as well. It makes you feel like you'll never get to that standard and it it, it almost makes you it, it turns people off from doing the workouts and having a healthy lifestyle and stuff because they're like I'll never look like that so what's the point
0: yeah I agree it, it very quickly turns into a pressurized scenario
1: yeah and it shouldn't be pressurized exactly that's what I'm kind of saying so I love promoting health and fitness but health and fitness to feel good about yourself and you know I saw a quote there on someone's Instagram story I can't remember who it was but it was like self-love is accepting what you are knowing you can do better and working towards that so it's still having that acceptance still working towards a goal but still being content in yourself with that
0: brilliant
1: so I just think I just literally cut my forehead I don't know sorry if you can see that but I'm (laughs) yeah like it's just really something that I want to try tackle as well
0: and so when when you kind of made the decision and took on social media and decided to kind of go this direction with your with your profile again and with your reach and, and audience and everything. I suppose Jen's Journey, which is the title of your of your blog, really came to life for you then. And I suppose you have already touched on, on a specific goal for it, but have you plans for it kind of going forward? Is it just more the same and, and given the interaction and reaction you've had, or is there more steps to it?
1: Yeah, I got an email um <laughs> from the company that I used to set up the thing saying that my website was actually shut down for some reason oh, but it. that being said I don't know why that happened but that being said I'm still going to get it back up and running eventually and it's going to be more of a general health well-being self-care happiness kind of area I'm not going to target it too much towards mental health because I feel though it is important to talk about mental health it doesn't define you as a person you know if you do talk about it and people need to remember that as well so yeah it's going to be more of like a general kind of mental health self-care Value positivity, wellness, lifestyle kind of
0: Excellent. Thing, So Amazing, Henri, we look forward to, to more of it. And what I was going to say to you, Jim, what, what struck me when I was doing a small bit of research for our conversation today was the timing of it. And like, I'm a big believer in kind of like, it's a bit cheesy, but like everything happens for a reason and kind of what's meant for you won't kind of pass you by and timing and bits, you know, I don't really preach it or anything, but I, I can see things in my own life. How, you know, normally kind of, you have to give these things time, and then maybe reflecting, it's like, think if it did happen for a reason, or that was supposed to happen, you know, but I just wondered for yourself, had you taken a moment, particularly with, with like, corona, and current climate, and, and people have never been so challenged, and under pressure, with their mental health, and headspace, the timing of Jen's journey being launched, and getting the first, whatever amount of articles, and content out, and now people need, need that, and, and need, are relying on it so much, it's, it, it's a perf- another perfect example for me of timing and what's meant to be, will be, you know.
1: Definitely. I, I started creating content like that on my Instagram, you know, I published my website and stuff, not realizing that coronavirus is happening. And now that it's happened, I think people more than ever realize how important it is to take care of yourself and to like really focus on like what's actually important and not superficial. So yeah, I definitely agree that everything happens for a reason. And I'm just really happy that people are waking up now and kind of seeing what's, actually valuable in themselves and like how important it is to take care of yourself and stuff and how yeah. important self-acceptance and self-love is
0: well said and, and another um within the same kind of bracket of of topic i guess another one that you're big on on your social media is kind of this idea of checking in on yourself can you talk to us a little bit about that
1: yeah oh my god it's so so important like i actually can't emphasize this enough people are trying so hard and working so hard nowadays. That, like, they don't have it, they don't give themselves the opportunity and they don't take the opportunity when it comes to just take not even take a step back, but to just rest and just literally check in with yourself mentally and physically. Be like, how am I feeling? What is going on in my life right now? What can I cut out? What can I bring in? What can I do to make myself feel better? You know, what can I do to make myself become better and what not even become better, but be the best you can be? That is so, so important because eventually. If you don't, it does end up bottling up, as everything does, and it'll have its its consequences. You know, whether that be you don't feel great mentally, you don't feel great physically, whatever it is, with work, with school, with life in general, with relationships, if you don't talk about it, and if you don't check in on yourself with everything, it's really going to have repercussions, and they won't be positive. So that's, I just think talking is just the best thing you
0: can do such a good message and such a kind of valuable and important message and for anyone listening then today Jane I mean would you I mean as you say talk literally face-to-face talking or or in current climate maybe a a video call but have you played around with our experienced advantages of journaling or decluttering social media or different bits and pieces like that that people can try
1: yeah definitely I think there's a saying like I know a messy room messy mind and it's actually mad what the, the wonders of decluttering can do in your life, like whether it's with clothes. Like I got rid of so much of my wardrobe. Makeup, like get rid of all your old, like I know you, you can wear makeup you do. If you, you don't have, to. I, you can if you want, Terry. But um, like even for lads, like getting rid of old like deodorants, aftershaves, skincare kind of stuff, like having a look at your wardrobe, maybe fixing your room around. Everything you do that's different is fresh. And that freshness can be so, so good for you. And can really make you feel a little bit revamped I suppose yeah. Yeah. and even checking in with like what music you're listening to like what you're eating and stuff just changing your diet around if you want if you can just things like that can really really help you I think and can really it does make you feel fresh it's a refresh it's a refresh and reset that's why you know, my kind of two words that I would use with that would be refresh and reset.
0: They're really super cool kind of buzzwords and, and keywords to even the concept of it, as you say, we, we kind of discussed where it's a physically doing it and clearing up the wardrobes and the lockers and whatever. But it's just, as you say, to, to check in with yourself. And so important to do it in a mental capacity and maybe yeah. declutter what's, what's slowing you down or, you know, blocking a certain path or whatever. And then maybe if you can, as you say, maybe journal it for yourself and, and keep that private or at least, commu- if, if possible, mm-hmm. then communicate it uh, with someone that you obviously trust in as well. That's, that's powerful stuff. It's amazing. Like It's a good message.
1: Thank
0: you. It's really, really good. Um, and as well as that, then, of course, with all that going on, you obviously place a huge emphasis on the importance, as we've mentioned, of self-care, self-love and kindness. And again, for anyone listening today, Jane, have you kind of a couple of bits of advice or maybe a top two or three tips for those, again, like kind of relating back to the current climate who, who really might need someone to kind of reach out or just to give people a bit of encouragement and, again, a, rem- a further reminder of the importance of, of de-stressing kind of remaining focused and trying to remain kind of in a in some sort of a, a positive headspace
1: yeah so i suppose my top of three tips one would be to talk as in i say t- the word talk i'm sorry i must have said about 500 times already. <laughs> talk is like would be my top tip just talk to anyone you can whether it's friends, family, you know, I know that you can't see them right now, but just check in even via Skype, via WhatsApp. I know house is huge now at the moment, like FaceTime, just talk to whoever makes you feel good and that you know you who will listen to you and help you out. And if people feel like they don't have that kind of person and feel like this, you might need to talk to someone a bit more professional. There are so many helplines, so, so many helplines, so, so many amazing people work different um, charities different organizations in Ireland that will listen and will be able to steer you in the right direction if you are feeling that bit worse my second tip would be have a to-do list and a daily routine like especially now because people don't have anything to do with themselves they're kind of like oh god like I just feel like lying down on the couch all day and doing nothing else like that's not good for you it really isn't so every night before you go to bed and wake up the next morning have your day planned for the next day and even if it's little things, it doesn't... That's a thing as well. People are just putting too much pressure on themselves to become this new, super sexy human once this is all over. Like, that's not probably not going to happen. So just do little things. Like, even if it's, like, have breakfast, go for a walk, have a shower, write down five things that I like about myself. Like, they're little things that make up a huge achievement towards the end, and they will help you. I had a third one as well. What's the third one? Oh, yeah, as well. I... I think I genuinely do believe that, like, if you can get in your exercise daily and you have a healthy eating plan, not a plan, but just have a general healthy attitude towards food, like, that does affect you so, so much. Like, the last couple of days now, like, I felt so crappy just because I was sorry this is so irrelevant, I've really bad sinuses and I have a cold sore at the moment and like everything kind of happened at once and I was just like I am not doing exercise and it made me feel worse and then today I went for a walk and I literally feel a million dollars. I think if people can manage to get out and get that bit of sunshine, get that bit of exercise it will help you and it will also help you feel like you're not as trapped in what's going on at the moment. Right, I feel like I really rambled there,
0: but anyway. Oh, they were fantastic. It's very, very valuable and and very beneficial to our listeners as well today, which is fantastic. And I was just going to add to that what you said in terms of even for anyone who might be listening and who does feel like whether they actually do have a circle of friends and family that they can reach out to or not. But as you mentioned that there is like the Pieta and other organizations alone and so we might get might tag some of those numbers in the show notes for this podcast as well for anyone that's listening um and as well to add to that anyone who is listening and might be struggling or anything at the minute that there's there's really no shame or embarrassment to reaching out is there even to a be it a friend family or organization like it's a there's just no shame to it There's, there's nothing wrong with doing that
1: oh my god I don't know I actually don't know where the whole thing even goes back to that it's like bad to talk or like it should be looked down on like if you don't feel great like if you have a broken leg you're not going to walk around with a broken bone like do you know what I mean yeah exactly like walk around with a sprained ankle it's only going to get worse like it's not going to get better so physical health and, and mental health I think are just of exact same importance if you have a broken leg you're not going to walk around with it you're going to get help you're going to get seen too it's exact same with mental health if you're not feeling okay you need to go talk to someone like and they will be able to help you. And you will get it seen too. And it'll help. It'll help. It'll help. You know. And don't give up. Like even if you did talk to someone. And you felt it didn't help. And you're like. Oh no. Fact that. I'm giving up Name. Don't give up. Because there's always someone else. You're going to be able to talk to. You just haven't found them yet. And you will. You will. I pinky promise. You will find them.
0: Excellent. Very well said. It's so powerful. It's brilliant. And, and the, the second part that I wanted to add to your earlier answer. Is just even with the exercise. And obviously the a personal trainer. It's strongly promote the benefits of it and promote the, the idea of just moving in general but what I w- just wanted to add to it again for anybody listening in today that's just uncertain about making the first move or anything but just come away from the the 10,000 steps or oh. Say, oh, the, as you say I know the workouts online are great and I've not to be hypocritical I've shared one or two or three or whatever but like just do what you can if you can if you're as you say if you're stuck on the couch yesterday if you can do 500 steps today or a thousand steps today that's great don't worry about these Again, these kind of false pressures about what you need to do—it's about being better than yesterday, which is a bit cheesy. But it's about improving on yesterday. So if you did zero steps, then 50 steps tomorrow is progress.
1: Huge, exactly. People feel like they have to, like, because they decided to, like, you know, invest in themselves and do something like exercise, for example. That if they don't get their 5K straight away, that they're useless, and that just helps makes them give up, like. Lads, so that's not how it works like it's not even just any bit of exercise. is good exercise yeah, You know yeah. and eventually you will get to the stage where you're doing your one kilometer two kilometer and that will be enough, you know, and every day you can work towards a new goal But just don't make the goal too big, you know, it's just and I don't mean that in the sense of I like, don't try like because obviously try your best and try your hardest, but just don't if you, if you over it I don't know what the word is what's the word for like over assume maybe or try if you attempt something that you don't achieve it's going to knock your confidence yeah so don't have a plan in mind try every day like try your best every day and just see where you get to and that's enough you know
0: yeah exactly that's a very strong message and one that I'd say literally everyone can can relate to because no matter who you are in what walk of life you can probably do one percent better tomorrow you know what I mean in, in any way like so it's just important it's such a such a good message so very well said and thanks for everything you've you've added to that and before we wrap up Jin, and I really appreciate your time this afternoon um I know you mentioned earlier that you're crazy scheduled with your PT course and drama course going on but there's also a new podcast in the works can you yeah. tell us a small little bit about that
1: yeah, oh my god, it's literally like my little baby. I'm so protective of it. Um yeah, no. So protect- I just, I I literally I literally like I'm cradling it in my arms right now. Um I know so many people are like starting up podcasts and stuff and I know that they're becoming such a popular thing. But I just noticed as well there weren't really many podcasts where you know, if a person like there's always podcasts situated on one thing, whether it's depression, anxiety, like there's nothing There's no general, like like you're actually the first podcast I've come across where it's like conversation matters. I can be conversation about anything where that's like what I love. So I've, my Irish teacher actually gave me the name of Crack and Stigmas. I'm just going to give her a shameless, a shameless plug there. Uh, She'd hate me if I don't. But yeah, Crack and Stigmas because every stigma, no matter what it is, should be broken. But there also should be a bit of crack in everything. And so my plan is to get people of all types, whether they be sports stars, influencers, TV personnel, my friends, my family, yourself. If if you want to come on, you're welcome to to talk about a stigma that they find is really just needs to be cracked. And they're just going to talk about that themselves. And it's just going to be interesting to see everyone's own view on different things. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Now, obviously, with coronavirus, it hasn't kicked off yet. But um, no, I'm just doing my bits of research and stuff and getting sending a couple of emails so hopefully anyway it'll go it'll
0: be go a treat yeah we look forward to that it's gonna be brilliant and definitely reach out if you need any uh any assistance i will be no expert but but we can um support and help you out anywhere we can
1: um so we definitely
0: look forward to that so jane i think we'll wrap it up there i just wanted to thank you so so much uh both for your time and for your your honesty and, and an insight into what it's like to be an actress on Young Offenders and everything else that you've gone on. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to wish you well with your podcast and your studies Mm -hmm. and also a huge congratulations from me and everyone else in the country for Young Offenders also.
1: Oh thanks a Thanks so much for having me. Sorry I feel like I rambled loads as well. I apologize.
0: It was fantastic. Jen thanks so much. If you've enjoyed this podcast please feel free to share and tag us on your stories and leave a review. As always, you can find us at jlingpt.ie and across all our social media platforms with the handle at Centre. Mind yourselves, mind each other, and stay safe. Until the next one, cheers.